So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please navigate to secondwindcollective.com for more info. Again, that's secondwindcollective.com. Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and as always, joining me from Oakville, Ontario, I have Cliff Murphy. Cliff, how are you? I'm doing great. This week we're going to be continuing to talk about Earthbound. Uh, we've gone now up through the uh, third sanctuary, and we're just going to go over some of the stranger or more notable points from the story up to this point. Uh, before that, though, let's talk a little bit about what we've played. Uh, Cliff, if you don't mind. Uh, this week, it's mostly been Fallout 3 for me. Um, I started playing it a long time ago, but then I stopped. I, like, played it for, like, half an hour, and then I stopped. But over the past couple of days, uh, I've had a little bit more time, so I've just been playing it a little bit more. Um, and it's great. Fallout 3 is great. I don't think I'm the first person to offer that critique of it, or that conclusion as for the quality, but it's, I'm having a, I'm having a great time with it. Now, Fallout 3, yeah, I mean, I, I've put in over 100 hours, maybe 150 hours on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are, are you playing through the single player, or are you just kind of, you know, meandering around? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going back and forth. I mean, I do the same sort of thing in uh, in the uh, Elder Scrolls games. Uh, I'll do some of the storyline missions for a little while, and then I'll just kind of wander around and see if I can find other things. So I, was, I got to the point of the game when... Uh, uh, a bunch of the other vaults are revealed. Um, you don't have to go to them, but you just get a map that shows where they are. So I just started walking over and checking them out, seeing what's going on in there. Um, that's been pretty much what I've been doing for the better part of the last like two hours or so when I've been playing, is just kind of casually walking around. Oh, oh, what's in here? Oh, neat. Oh, you know. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, I'm supposed to go to Vault 87 next, and that's... Uh... Apparently where, according to the Fallout 3 Wikipedia pages, that's where the, uh, that's the source of the super mutants. So I'm looking forward to fighting more super mutants in there. Yeah, they, I mean, there, there are plenty of mutants around there, and some super mutants even. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good to know where they came from. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. I think it's, uh, I think it's really good. Um, I mean, I'm playing it pretty, pretty good right now. I'm not really doing too much bad stuff or anything like that. Um, so like I'm, you know, I'm helping people out and I'm giving, you know, people water who want water, you know, I'm doing the things that, you know, I'm doing okay. I think I'm pretty good. So, uh, I'm enjoying it. And I think it's, uh, I think it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, as far as I'm concerned, it's more or less the same as like Skyrim. You know, it's just, you know, whether you like the theme in one versus the other. Um, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're both great. They really are similar. Uh, I, I feel like Skyrim did a little better of a job adding structure to side quests outside the main storyline, where you had the Thieves Guild storyline, the Dark Brotherhood storyline, uh, Fallout, everything outside of the main story seems a little bit more scattershot. Which is still enjoyable, but there's not as much um, depth. It's, I mean, well, I, in its own weird way, I would say that those games are kind of shallow, <laughs> which 
Yeah, interestingly enough, yeah. Even though there's so much stuff to do in them, it's pretty. Storyline's pretty like you're like, well, whatever. <laughs> so, but yeah, I did like the way that they did that in Skyrim when they uh, linked together all the different side quest missions and that sort of stuff, and uh, uh, it gave you more of a feeling of accomplishment. You know, oh yeah, I went through and I did all the thieves guild stuff. Well, there's a lot of stuff in the thieves guild. Um, for this one, you know, it's uh, I haven't seen anything that's been too big of a like side quest sort of thing yet. And I have a couple of missions on the go, but uh, like in Skyrim, I'd have an entire page of different missions. So uh, definitely seems as though there's uh, more continuity in Skyrim. Well, uh, I can I can talk about some games. Yeah, I think you should talk about some games. <laughs> well, uh, I'll mention a couple games I've played lately. There, it'll do and Card City Knights. Okay, so uh, It'll Do, I believe, originally was released for the Ouya. Oh, really? An exclusive for the Ouya? I believe so. It, at least it was, I think it was developed for like some kind of Android platforms, and it, I think, yeah, that's where it debuted. It later showed up on Steam, which is where I got it, and then uh, Card City Knights doesn't really, it's just it's uh, the same person who made the game, and so like some of the characters from It'll Do show up in Card City Knights. Okay, so uh, what type of game are these games? So It'll Do is unashamedly a Legend of Zelda clone. That's fair. It's it's just like you, you get dropped off. I mean, you get dropped off on an island and you have a, like a top-down isometric view where you're walking around and you can whack stuff with a stick. There are like enemies just kind of dotted around the map as you would find in a Legend of Zelda game. You find certain key items that allow you to unlock more of the map and give you greater access to dungeons and rooms in dungeons. And there you get hearts. In this case, you find, instead of heart containers, you find pieces of paper that you tape together to make like a paper heart bar across the top of the screen. <laughs> so instead of getting actual actual hearts, you're just getting like paper cuts out of hearts. Or well, cutouts, I guess. They're, they're willing to play around with the, the premise a little bit there because if it's funny, because there is a cutscene you can get where you're just eating a heart. And, and you have like an, a navvy sort of side character that's around that gives you advice. And, then, and he's like, are you going to eat that? It was on the ground. Like, yep, yep, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I found it on the ground. The guy said it was okay. Don't worry. So as far as Legend of Zelda clones go, it, it definitely is one. And I, I did appreciate the, the art style of... Uh, it's got just like a bunch of weird designs for all the minions. It reminded me a little bit of like Alice in Wonderland. I don't know, just like these weird guys and like weirder costumes. And then like there are just these like completely incongruous people. There's like a dude who's like, he's just a giant slab of stone and he's hanging around. Uh, so it was, a, it was a strange cast of characters, a strange world. And I, I appreciated that. Not enough to keep playing. I played for like an hour and I, and I was like, okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> that's good and then card city nights uh mm -hmm. as I, it may have become clear through previous episodes i am a fan of collectible card games and card city nights is a take on that uh you you're given to this world it's like a kind of a dark seedy city but it's still populated by a lot of the same characters from like it'll do so it's still got like a uh, stone slab guy but he's like got a top hat and a monocle and a mustache <laughs> is it like the same sort of sprite almost uh just with a mustache drawn on top very poorly yeah it's, it's uh got a very yeah same art style like kind of man like feels like crayony or like there's not a ton there's lots of 
bright, bold primary colors, but not like tons of shading. It's all pretty stark. And uh, the game itself, uh, you have a three by three grid where you place cards, and you're trying to like match up three of the same symbol, either uh, based on arrows that are on each uh, vertice of the card. And so, you if you when you match three, you can either deal damage to the opponent or add defense to your own deck, or you can disable cards on their map. And when they're disabled, they can't be part of a combo. I see. And so the way I was playing was I, w- I would match three using the attack cards and disable like their centermost card, and then they would have a, the computer would have a lot of trouble getting a match three together working around that. Sounds like a legitimate strategy. It, it seems like a way to play the game, and that maybe either was too good or maybe the AI wasn't very good. But I like I won my first eight matches, and I was like. <laughs> kind of wondering if this was it, like there was no difficulty curve at all. <laughs> Is that it? I just figure out this one sort of exploit that I can do in the same manner in every single game? I suppose, like, depending on your personality, you might take that as a challenge to try a different strategy to <laughs> play the game and just yeah. continue, but that's not really my way of playing games. So uh, no. I was just like, okay, well, that's if that's the way it's going to be, I'm kind of done with this. Uh, no, I don't... Uh... I don't do that either. I'll uh, I'll find one thing that works, and unless I have to like explicitly change my strategy, I'm going to do the exact same thing every single time. And the example that I can think about that is uh, playing the Blitzball minigame in Final Fantasy X, in which case I would just try and get as close to the net as possible and then use the jack shot every single time. <laughs> and that's all that I would do. I had no other strategy. I didn't try to get any other moves or anything like that. I'd be like, I'm just getting to the net and using this thing. And so that became the entire game. Get it to Titus, get him to the net, and that was it. That's all I tried to do. I didn't try to like learn anything else. Oh, yeah, I can do this combo when I have this guy do this move. No, just one move near the net. That's all you need. Considering how tedious I've heard that the Blitzball minigame was, I don't blame you at all. <gasps> ah, gosh, yeah, I don't, I did Like, I did it. I think I only really played it because I think you have to play it to get uh, Waka's ultimate weapon later on in the game or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. There's some incentive to do it. So I did it like just enough so I could get that. Um, but again, it just came down to me using the same move over and over. And if the move didn't work for some reason, I would just restart and just go back and start the game again. So oh, you could do that. Well, I would save right before I went into the Blitzball match, and then if I lost, I'd just restart the game. <laughs> oh no, save scumming. Oh, yeah, no. so I'd do that over and over and over. But I wasn't, you know, I'm not playing against anybody. The only person I'm hurting is me, so that's fine. <laughs> great. So, yeah, great. <laughs> well, uh, it sounds like it'll do in Card City Nights maybe a pass, but Fallout 3, you know, one of the best games of the last... 10 years. <laughs> yes, I think that we can recommend Fallout 3 if you haven't played it before. Yeah, they might try and make another one. Uh, yeah, do you think they'll make another one? I don't know if it's popular enough to warrant it. We'll have to see. We'll have to see <laughs> if there's the interest out there. Maybe they can Kickstarter it? Yeah, maybe they can. That's They'd been probably a popular... get like a few backers, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just need a few hardcore dedicated fans to really drive interest, I think. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, So with that, then, let's talk a little bit about Earthbound. All right, Earthbound. So where we left off, I think it was at the end of the second Your Sanctuary location. Yes. Yeah, and that was uh, right before getting to three. So it was uh, ending off in Tucson was where uh, we were last time. 
And so now we are off into Threed, which, as we discover, has been plagued by zombies. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You you get Jeff, you, you add him to the party, and then you end up in Zombie Town. Population zombies, some uh, has you know some sad townsfolk, and you. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Can we talk about how ridiculous it is how they how they introduce Jeff into the game in the first part? Because you go into a room, you get captured and thrown into this like dark dungeon, and then Paula just says, "Wait, hold on, I'm gonna call out to our friend who we've never met, Jeff," and then it just cuts to just Jeff somewhere else. And Jeff's like, hey, I don't know, Jeff's doing his own thing, and he's got to, like, get up and leave and do something there. But they actually say that. We're, we're calling out to our friend we've never met. At the very least, maybe, like, introduce him earlier on in the game, have, like, Jeff show up at the beginning and be like, I'll see you guys later, wink, and then get on the bus and leave or whatever. But th- this one, they're just like, well, we need to introduce a new character. What about if Paula, like, psychically calls him? And then he shows up. Yeah. Yeah, and then he can get into, like, a, a barbecue grill and fly it over and crash it through the roof. Yeah, that'll work. Totally. I, th- I thought it was a fun, like, diversion, I guess. I thought it was, like, a fun little mini sort of thing. But it was just a weird way to introduce a new character. <laughs> like, they're just explicitly saying, you've never seen this person before, and now you gotta love them. <laughs> I will mention that at the very, very start of the game, they're like, when you're naming, like, Ness and, and Paul, and it's like, oh, here's your friend. Do you want to give him a name? But, like, that's the only time. <laughs> I don't think that counts as introducing the character. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you, they have introduced the character in the sense that they said, this is a character who you have named. You know, nod. <laughs> so, that's, but uh, they haven't, like, the characters haven't met him yet. We've met him in the sense that we gave him a name. Um, but, you know, the characters don't know who he is yet. Well, uh, after you get Jeff, and Jeff does show up and save Ness and Paul, you have to figure out how to protect the townsfolk. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, after Jeff makes his way all the way back to three, right? Right, yes. And and so then you have to, you well, first off, you figure out that the the head zombie likes fly honey. <laughs> okay, every time I every time I read that, I would read it as being like, yeah, this is my fly honey, you know, like a like a cool girl, you know, that's how I read it. But it's a jar. It's like an actual type of honey instead of just being like, man, this is my fly honey over here. You know, I don't, you know, that, well, that like would lend the... a, a whole new level of context to the, the, one of the zombies who says, oh, yeah, our boss likes fly honey and peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, kind of missed that part (laughs) oh that's uh well maybe he does he's a monster like you said maybe he says minions go out and get me some some peanut butter and women on a sandwich i am famished and i wish to gorge myself well uh sorry folks we had a little bit of a technical disruption there while we were in the middle of recording but we're gonna pick back up now uh, so we were discussing the the zombies, and we were discussing how the boss might have awful taste in food. But then there's kind of a, an absurd plan for how to solve the zombie problem in town. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. You gotta go find the zombie later, and then you gotta go and give them the fly honey. And then to, but you have to also lure the zombies who are guarding his. Uh... So first off, you get a call just out of the blue. With uh, 
zombie paper. Uh, the Apple Kid offers to give you zombie paper, and he's like, well, I don't know if you're going to need this or not, but I made this thing, and I'll have someone deliver it to you. And then uh, when you, I, I went to the hotel to see if I had to spend the night to make him show up, but when I entered the hotel, a guy shows up, and it's like, hey, I'm looking for a person named Ness. Oh, I'm just going to assume you're Ness. All right, Ness, wink. Here is the thing you ordered, wink. All right, bye. It's like completely flaunting like that. It's a complete contrivance that they came up with. <laughs> There's a so, lot of contrivances in this part of the game, isn't there? <laughs> there are, yeah. And they're, they're, but they're just like totally owning it. It's like, eh, it, it's, you got the thing you need now. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I guess that's, you know, it's, I don't know. If if someone was to do that like a, in a scene or a sketch or something like that, if someone was to come in and be like, hey, you don't know me, but you're going to need this thing later on, everyone would say, no, that wasn't, don't do that. That's not good. But then it happens in the game. We're all like, oh, that's kind of cute. So that's a little bit of a difference there, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, I think our expectations for each are different. And if it was like, if the if you called, if the applicant calls you and he's like, okay, you have to come back to Tucson to pick up the zombie paper, you'd be like, no, that's ridiculous. I don't want to do that. That's a ton of backtracking. So it's almost the game doing you a favor to give you the paper right there, even if it's got to do it in this strange way. And so once you get the paper, you can lay it out inside the circus tent at the... <laughs> of course, naturally. And that kind of takes out the zombie problem for you. Mm -hmm. And then you have to head to Saturn Valley. Yeah, that's true. You got to get on to Saturn Valley then, don't you? I th I love Saturn Valley. I thought it was great. I mean, it was difficult to get there because for some reason I felt as though there was a step up in the difficulty of the enemies. Um, but that's fine. It's just you know you just run around and you know level up a little bit more. Um, but once you get to Saturn Valley, totally worth it because it's so strange. Yes, yeah. If I had to say, it, rem it reminded me of Bizarro World from like the Superman comics. Uh, oh yeah. With, like, the syntax in their sentences and, like, saying what the opposite of what they intend. And, uh, and of course, and also, uh, I'm not sure how it would have been represented in the original Japanese, but the font that <laughs> is used to show the Saturn's text is completely different than the, the normal game font. Yeah, the font is totally different. It looks completely, completely unique. It looks like some letters are just, like, flipped versions of other letters. Um but uh, it's like the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell is going on? Then I realized that you can actually read it, what they're saying there. <laughs> but yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just not going to get it. Took you a while? It, it took me a little bit. I, I was having trouble reading it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you get, you get used to it, I guess. Yes, and, and once you do, you have to head to the, the factory the, uh, to save the Saturn to have been captured. While, while you're in there, it's really gross. There's like... <laughs> Uh, I mean, this might be, at least so far, the grossest, weirdest part of the game, where you end up fighting a, a pile of puke. <laughs> uh, not just a pile of puke, you fight a bunch of little tiny piles of puke as well. It's true. You, you raise a good point. <laughs> All sorts of things in there, which is pretty good. Um, can we talk about the password to get into the uh, get into the factory for a while? I thought the password was awesome, because the password is you're just supposed to stay quiet for a while. And so they say, what's the password? And then you just don't do anything. You just let it go. That's a long time to wait in a game. Three minutes. That's crazy. I, I 
didn't realize how long three minutes was just watching a still screen. <laughs> yeah, just watching it, kind of watching the waves go back and forth. You're like, okay, all right. But yeah, it's it's quite a long time to wait in a game, three minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, it forces you to reflect on like your life, like what you're doing here. What I'm am just... I even doing? You know, I'm surprised most people don't just, you know, leave the game at that point, go outside, go to the garden, you know, talk to their children, that sort of stuff, you know. Because uh, it gives you so much time to just reflect on what's important in life. And there's like, yeah, there's no clue. I mean, well, you have a, you, when you talk to someone in Saturn Village, they tell you the password, which is the wait. But there's like no clue that it's working until it works, which you have to wonder, like, at the one minute mark, are you doing it right? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I wonder if, like, uh, they put it in there and they say, what's the password? And someone's like, oh, crap. And they leave and they go and try and look it up. Or I guess back in the day, you go and you call your friend and you're like, what's the password for this? I don't know what's going on in there. You try and figure it out. And you come back and they're like, okay, come on in. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, all right. I guess I figured it out. What uh, confused me later is that later on in the factory, you meet one of the, the little pukes. And he's like, all right, what's the password? And I was like, oh, okay, I know the password. And so I just set the Wii U uh, tablet down and was waiting and waiting and waiting and then I realized that it was not the same thing it was just you have to just talk to him and fight him <laughs> oh, that's a shame that would have been nice if it had been another chance to wait three minutes well I, it was a chance to wait three minutes I waited those three minutes and nothing happened that, that was the bummer <laughs> You know, I guess you don't even really need the game's permission to wait around for three minutes, do you? That was an inventive part of the game. I don't think people would try that. Yeah, I don't really think that they would either. I seem to recall it being in something else, being that same one. Uh, but it actually gave you, like, an option. instead of It gave you, like, three separate passwords, but then the final one was just, like, dot, dot, dot. But then just uh, when you fight the boss, uh, it's not really... It's not a fight, really. Yeah, it's really not. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty one-sided. You throw the fly honey on him, and then he's pretty much, like, he doesn't do anything after that, more or less. Yeah, you just wail on him until he uh, he goes away. At that point, I guess, in theory, yeah. you could miss the fly honey? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't really know what he's doing there. I guess maybe he's eating it or something. He grabs it and starts eating it. I don't know. Or maybe it just coats him and he's very sticky. I don't know. Well, on his turn, it says he's wolfing down the fly, honey. So, yeah, he's probably... Oh, is that it? Oh, well, then, yes, he's eating it. He would be eating it. Well, you know, you never know with metaphor. He might be, like, putting on a wolf costume. He could be wolfing it. You don't know. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta well, wolf it out. Uh-huh. Sometimes you gotta wolf. But, yeah, so he's uh, he's pretty easy. I mean, he's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but then you got to go, that's not it, though, because no. you got to go, well, I mean, once you're done with the factory, that's good, but then uh, you get back to Saturn Village, and then you got to go to the last year sanctuary area, or I guess to the to the third year sanctuary area. Yeah, yeah, and that boss was a bit tougher. I had, I had some trouble there, uh, partly because I hadn't called home in a while, and just... Uh, oh, no way. Yeah, just for those not familiar, like, one of the mechanics in the game is that Ness can become homesick, so you have to call his parents to make him not distracted in battle. Really? I d I've never known that because I save regularly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the first time I fought him, it came up that, like, Ness is thinking about pizza. And then, like, Ness misses his mom instead of, like, doing the attack <laughs> command. Yeah. 
wow, that's rough. And that sucks that it just appeared to you when you were actually in a boss battle, too. That's a that's a bad spot to have that show up. Thankfully, I did a bit of uh, save scumming of my own, though, and I'd saved right before the fight. And when I went back to fight a second time, that time, I, there was no issue. It just worked. That's good. But yeah, so I think that this part of the game was the weirdest part so far. I mean, the other parts were, like, weird, but this one, like, with the uh, the happy, happy village and that sort of stuff, but this this one was just, this was getting really weird. And there's the coffee. You drink the coffee, yeah. You, uh, when is this? What one? So, when, uh, after you exit the factory, you can go to, like, the hot spring to clean off, get your health back. There's a guy there who you can talk to will offer you a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. I must have missed that guy. What happens when you drink it? When you drink the cup of coffee, it blurs to a... Like a psychedelic background, and it just is like this very slow text scrawl of like your character Ness's inner monologue. Oh, that's I wish I had seen that. I missed that entirely. It's like, oh, you've had so many troubles, but you've made new friends, and there's much much difficulty left to you. So be ready to face it. <laughs> it's so weird. That is weird. I wish I had seen that. That would have been funny. It was. It was pretty goofy. It was another like put the controller down and wait. Well, it sounds like, based on uh, the connectivity troubles we're having, unfortunately, we should probably uh, call it quits here, and then hopefully by next week we'll have a better technical solution in place. And and, uh, that brings us, I guess, to the end of another episode of So Many Bits, uh, leaving off there. And I guess we'll just keep going with Earthbound as we can. That's where I got to in in the game. Like, I went to the next town, saved. Uh, So we'll get back to Earthbound eventually. Still got, like, at least half the game to go. Yeah, at least. Because we've got, if that was the third My Sanctuary area, then we have five other Your Sanctuary areas. I don't know how to describe that. Is it Your Sanctuary or My Sanctuary? I know it's Your Sanctuary. But in the game, it's actually My Sanctuary. So I guess that's a big question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pronouns are, are tough, man. But before we get back to Earthbound, I think we, we need to figure out how to watch Pixels. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be, we, we got to strike while the iron is lukewarm at this point. As always, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at so many bits. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review. Or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other podcasts at secondwindcollective.com. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. Woo! Yeah, that was a great sign off. <laughs>